Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 19th day of March, and this, the year of our Lord, 2021. And on this report, I will be looking at some of the recent actions of our federal government and ask the following question. Are they really that stupid? Or is a failure a part of a designed and very sinister plan? Or could it be both? The Castle family is adjusting well to the switch to daylight savings time. It's an extra hour of daylight now. The plants will grow faster with the extra light, so spring accelerates its arrival in Los Angeles. Family Dollar seems to be doing well, at least virtually. I've often wondered why the government repeatedly does such stupid things. Sometimes, hindsight is twenty twenty, but sometimes it seems as though officials in our government see the wise choice and then do the opposite. For example, the federal government acts as if economics is not something the best and the brightest in each succeeding administration can possibly understand the last president who acted as if he understood it was Bill Clinton. Remember him, folks? Remember his slogan? It's the economy, stupid. George W. Bush certainly did not understand it. His Middle East invasion, 20-plus year war with its thousands of American lives, hundreds of thousands of Middle Eastern lives, seven or $8 trillion in expenditures that could not be covered with taxes, all evidence of his lack of understanding. Barack Obama did not understand it. His trillions given to the casino bank serve as evidence. Trump did not understand it either. His lockdowns and trillions of deficit spending serve as evidence. That brings us to Joe Biden. He raises many Unanswered questions. How could a candidate who developed virtually no support in the primaries suddenly end up with the nomination in a landslide? Why would he pick a vice presidential running mate who was the first candidate rejected by fellow Democrats? How did a candidate who traveled very little, whose rallies were unattended, who stuttered and stammered over almost everything he said, who was involved in one scandal after another from China to Ukraine, end up winning the election? Did the Democrat Party know during the election process that he would not be able to function in the office of president, and therefore the American people were deceived or defrauded by the entire election. Well, nevertheless, here he is, at least pretending to be president, doing things that are either very dumb or else just part of a broader plan. If the Democrats did defraud the American people, then the Biden administration is a result of that fraud. If so, then what is the Biden administration, or who is it? Who or what do I sue for damages from the fraud, the economic devastation caused by the weaponization of the COVID molecule? That bad molecule, including millions unemployed, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, ruined many large corporations in bankruptcy. Airlines, all travel, all hospitality business, all retail in a state of near collapse, that's obvious to anyone. It was obvious and predictable that those things would occur. Government apparently realizes that its mistakes or deliberate decisions cause the devastation, so government must at least pretend to bring relief to its dependents. Keep in mind that the federal government was already running a $3.3 trillion deficit for fiscal year 2021, so it had no money to give. 
the entire stimulus had to be funded with debt, which can and will never be repaid, so the interest will exist forever. Roughly $550 billion went directly to individuals deemed worthy to receive $1,400 each. The other $1.4 trillion went to fulfill Democrat ideology and make a lot of rich people and rich corporations a lot richer. Absent a sinister agenda for these decisions, we're left with stupidity, just stupidity to explain it. But perhaps I am just Monday morning quarterbacking. If so, I have some questions. Why waste 10% of U.S. yearly GDP and one-half of annual tax collections in one reckless moment of stupidity? The more one tries to explain it all, the more unexplainable it seems. We know that most of the money went to special interest and the extremely wealthy, so one could conclude that the $1,400 is just some sleight of hand or a distraction. Why use this giveaway to bail out failures from their own excesses, such as union pension funds, Amtrak, Planned Parenthood, after all, It's not a new or bigger screen TV or a new laptop that kids need. What they need are stable, honest, intact families with real jobs, not government handouts. What happens to the ones who receive the money when the money stops? Will another handout be required? Isn't spending one half of annual tax revenue a little like taking your monthly check to Vegas and blowing it all in one weekend? Maybe that would be fun, but I don't think... Joan would like it. I thought a long-held principle of economics was saving, i.e. spend less than you earn and do it for a long time. What if I earn $50,000 per year, but I spend 100000 Would that be what the government is doing for me? That formula equals bankruptcy and very fast, but the government, their computers will allow them to bulldoze this massive pile of excrement on down the road into the future, the concept of unlimited spending is based on some strange economics, some strange theories known as modern monetary theory. The theory holds that the government should spend whatever it wants to accomplish whatever it wants because it is free to create money in unlimited amounts. Since it holds the world's reserve currency, therefore foreign nations cannot simply refuse to accept any more dollars for their production. There are many reasons why MMT is not a valid theory, but I will that countries, especially China, are working night and day to circumvent the dollar system and avoid its restrictions, either using gold or more likely their own cryptocurrency. The MTME economics will be short-lived, I predict. Don't worry, though, folks. Don't worry about it. The economic geniuses in the Biden administration have it all figured out. They're all planning to remove that money just spent into the economy by raising taxes substantially on many different areas of the economy. Marginal rates up 37% to 39.6%. Corporate rates up from 21 to 28%. Long-term capital gains to an unknown number, but Biden mentioned 39.6% in one of his more lucid moments in his campaign. The estate tax burden would come down to some number rumored to be $3 million estates. None of this is about reducing the deficit or repaying debt. It's instead about raising money, raising money, $2.1 to $4 trillion over 10 years, or about 210 to 310 
billion dollars per year. The government gives, the government takes away, but the new taxes represent real money, as opposed to the government's computer blips. The money, in part, will help save the climate from another dangerous molecule. There's another one out there, folks. We got COVID, and now we've got carbon dioxide. That's right. That molecule is necessary for life, you say. Yes, yes, I know that, but this is the government. And whether sinister or stupid or both, we're currently debating. Climate change must be fought. It must be defended. Our government experts tell us we must sacrifice our labor, our future labor, that of our children. In the battle, our planet Earth is doomed. Infrastructure is also crumbling across the country. Water systems in many places up to 100 years old. The water mains here in Memphis froze last winter during a cold spell. The electric grid is vulnerable to attack and to failure. And as more and more electricity is needed, it must be updated. The electrical grid, that is, it must be updated. These systems, referred to as infrastructure, are badly in need of repair and modernizing. The country seems committed to electric vehicles in the future. That will require a lot more electricity. Where will it come from? Oil? Oil? Coal? Nuclear? None of those seems very likely. So where? No one in government seems able or willing to commit to an answer. So two to four trillion dollars in new taxes is the prediction. How is that for a recipe in putting a damper on a stimulus, raising the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28 percent, cutting advantages for pass-through business such as limited liability companies, raising income tax marginal rates, raising the estate tax, raising the capital gains tax are all some of the things being considered, as previously noted, but what results from those increases? Taking money from an already rapidly slowing economy makes no sense at all to normal people. Higher tax equals slower growth, which then equals lost jobs, lost production. We have somehow created a new way, a new way to separate the creation of wealth from production. Don't we have to produce things, things that people want to buy in order to generate wealth? Well, no, I suppose it's all just a financial formula now. Some econ economists on the left seems to believe that the proposed infrastructure plan, even though it sucks almost $4 trillion from the economy, will be so pro-growth it will outweigh the hit to corporate revenue. So we wait, we see. Why should we care if corporations or high-income individuals pay more in taxes? Because when companies do well, there's job security, higher wages. And two, because theft is immoral, even when the victim can afford to replace the stolen goods. I believe it was H.L. Meekin who said, quote, an election is sort of an advance auction of stolen goods, end quote. Anyway, I don't get it. If modern monetary theory is correct, 50 to 80 percent of spending is borrowed. Deficits do not matter. Why bother collecting taxes at all? If debt doesn't matter, interest doesn't matter. We're free to borrow and spend whatever we want. Why not just fund all the boondoggles with unpayable debt? I can promise you that an end to the income, the property, the sales taxes would stimulate the economy. So why $1,400 per individual? Why not $14,000 or $14 million? Maybe there's more to all this economic mumbo-jumbo and meets the eye, folks. Couple this monetary madness with immigration madness, including tens of thousands of illegals per month 
many with COVID who are shipped around the country by bus and distributed in different places to infect the rest of us. Consider a militarized capital policed by armed military amid a growing sense of paranoia exhibited by political leaders. One might conclude hostile intent by a ruling class of elites. They're rapidly transforming America into an authoritarian state with a single ideology, a single ruling class kept in power by total control of the asymmetric nature of the war they wage against us normal people. Could the military state of Washington, D.C. indicate a fear of a coming collapse rather than a fear of Trump voters? I suppose that's possible, folks. Maybe it's possible. Like the Borg in the old Star Trek TV show, they tell us resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. Remember, though, the Borg were ultimately overcome by the courage, the genius of the Star Trek Enterprise, its crew, and especially its captain. Where is our Captain Kirk today, folks? Where is he? Some thought it was Donald Trump, but if not him, then who? My own belief is that it will take a change of heart. In the American people, they return to the old ways. Who will lead us back there, folks? That doesn't seem very likely right now. Sometimes the pendulum swings in the other direction. Finally, folks, is it some sinister agenda or just plain stupidity or perhaps both? Like junior samples in the old Hee Haw TV show, I don't know much, but I suspect a lot. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.